every moment that the person is speaking or whoever you're listening to is actively trying to figure out the last thing that was said mm-hmm. and processing it and moving forward. Like so, so actively listening and mm-hmm. then adding to. Yeah, processing and contributing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like sometimes people will kind of slip out of that. Yeah. You know, and comedians too. It kind of surprises me. Comedians can like they're like, well, I I carry the energy on stage by myself with a partner. It'll be even easier. And it's like, no, no it's not the same thing. It's not at all. It's it's similar. I want to say because I, I try to find connections in life. It's what I do when I just sit down and I process stuff. You know, because I <laughs> I have the privilege to just sit there and think about things like all the time. But I think about uh, the same thing with music, right? With music, there's such respect for people who can do everything. You can sing. Yeah. You can write the lyrics. You can play every instrument. And it's like. Not all of us can be Prince, okay? <laughs> Some of us are really good at one thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's me. I'm really good at writing lyrics. Mm-hmm. I can't play an instrument to save my life. I played the drums when I was really, really young, so I never learned notes. So when someone tries to talk mm-hmm. to me in musical terms about musical things and notes and shit, I'm like, uh, I don't know. Well, rhythm right? is still musical, even if it's not melody. It's music you know, adjacent. I, I, yeah. Yeah, it's you. music adjacent. No, it's part of music. It's the basis of it. If anything like that, rhythm comes, if anything, it's what a lot of people think of as before the melody or, or more foundational. Mm, well, uh, some people would agree with you and some people wouldn't, but... The, the I'm po- used to that. The, po- <laughs> the, the point is that, for me, there's respect given to how everyone's brain works, and because I've hung around comedians enough to know that when someone is on stage, that is a different version of them than when they're off stage. So, like, it, just because the comedian is really boastful and loud and charming when they have a mic in an audience... Off stage, they might have really, really horrible anxiety and don't want you to come up to them and talk to them. You know what I mean? (laughs) Comedians actually talk about this a lot. Yeah. (laughs) I think that just the nature of being a comedian is actually being socially awkward. Yeah. In many cases, it's like we can't just talk to one person. We have to explain ourselves. Right. To a room full of people. Over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. And then then get feedback from that. Positive feedback if possible. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So the same thing with like I used to uh, I I started I was in poetry and then I moved into hip hop. It's very easy to move from poetry to hip hop, and then I started writing songs in all other kinds of genres. Yeah, not if you're white. By well, the <laughs> <laughs> you can do poetry. You just you better be good if you're going to do slam poetry. Sure. But actually, yeah. being a white hip hop artist is since the internet and Spotify and all that, we accept white rappers way more than we did even ten years ago. So sure, like, sure, you, yeah. Have you changed. heard Have you heard Little Dicky? No. Um, he's got he's got he has a show on FX called Dave. His name is Dave, so it's called Dave. Yeah, right. But it's like he's a white Jewish rapper. Yeah, that's all right. That's already funny. It is, <laughs> yeah. but he's actually like really dope. <laughs> he's really dope, and he talks about shit that like most people just don't talk about. Yeah. So if you're just like, oh, this is really interesting and different, he did a song with the actual Chris Brown, and it's a song about switching. As opposed like, to a cardboard cutout. Right. The action. The real man. <laughs> And it's about basically Freaky Friday body swapping mm-hmm. with Chris Brown. Wow. So Chris Brown is in the video with Dave's oh my God. voice coming out of him. Right. And then Dave is in the video with Chris Brown's voice coming out of him. Yeah. And, so, and, and part of the song is, I can say the word, nigga. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's what he said. But it's Chris Brown's, it's Chris Brown saying the words. With, uh, with Little Dickie's face? I think, face? or it's, or it might be either. I'm not sure. I, it's, it makes it's, a difference. Yeah, it does make a difference, doesn't it? But it's like a whole part. Of, it's so funny. But um, like, I oh, mean, God. Chris Brown's body. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, oh God, talking about 
I, someone I was messing with when I was like 15 and he was mm-hmm. like too old to be messing with me but anyway he's a white guy who only dates black women and it was right. like one wow. of the worst he's just one of the worst people yeah yeah but he used to basically say I wasn't black enough for him he used oh to, god <laughs> Oh yeah, it's a whole thing. I'm not gonna. I'm not. We're not doing story time right now because it is a whole thing. But a very small part of it was like he only respected like freestyling. Like freestyling is an is your brain has to work a certain way to just go off the top. And look, you know, we already know this man had a fetish. We understand that. Mm. (laughs) He did. He's like, why can't you be more like Foxy Brown? I'm like, if you want to date Foxy Brown, I'm I'm dating myself because if you don't know who Foxy Brown is, (laughs) then I know how old you are. (laughs) Oh my god! I was like, if you want to date Foxy Brown, I'm like, why don't you go date Foxy Brown? You know. It was just, it was not a good time for me. Um, and any, but the point, he, he kind of ruined men who only date brown women for yeah, me. Yeah, I was yeah, just yeah, like, right. no, because now I look at you like, oh. Right. What are you, what are you looking for that, right. you know? that Which is interesting. <laughs> if you look at the reverse, it's like white men only date white women. It's like, I'm sure there are a slew of uh, emotional problems that may be going on, but fetishing is not, not one of those things. Oh, do you, <laughs> do we want to go on a tangent for this? Because this is something I've thought about, too. You can absolutely have a fetish for your own race. Nobody <laughs> talks about it. Nobody talks about it. But I, I, I 100% believe that you can have a fetish for your own race. Yeah, there are that people sounds like self-love. It's not self-love. It's not self-love. It is not. It's a fetish. But because we always think of fetishes as the person... Yeah. Looks one way, and then mm-hmm. the fetish is so different from them. That's how we define fetish. Not define, but that's what we've seen for fetish. It's yeah. just like so far. different. Yeah. But you can have a fetish for the same. Well, if you have a foot fetish, you also have feet, you know. But you um, don't like your you don't like your feet like that. That's though. well, that's kind of like to actually be sexually attracted to your own body. I you know what that's I mean? auto that's auto sexual. That's auto sexual. Yeah, thing? you're you're attracted to you. Yes. So how do you differentiate between that and just narcissism? I think they're. <laughs> I think they're butt You buttons. don't. So that's yeah, the answer. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you've heard, you've heard of American Psycho, right? The movie. Yeah, American, yeah. With a Christian I love Bale. That movie. He's autosexual. When he's having sex with women, he's looking at himself in the mirror. That's right, 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 right. But he's also okay. a psychopath. Right. I mean, that's <laughs> a, a great. You know, American Psycho. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the reference. Yeah, that's the reference. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, as long as we're on the same page. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I'm sorry, but though we were in, in the middle of a point. Let's see where well, we can I, go from there. I forgot what it was. Well, we'll get somewhere, you know. Anybody have any questions? Yeah. So far? Does anyone, anyone out there? Raise right. your hand. Right, raise your hand, <laughs> and we'll hear you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All the way back in the past. Yeah. <laughs> we will. Yeah, or the future. Well, for them, it's, no, for them, it's the present. For, for it's... us, it's the future. Right. Wow. <laughs> Let us not go down the rabbit hole of time travel. Let's not do that. We don't have that much time. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Maybe that's why we got into it. Like, <laughs> you know, let's move forward to the next podcast already. Yeah. Into the future. <laughs> well. Oh, um, comedians. Oh, oh, freestyling. So he yes, he was yes. like, I remember, right. he said, I was like, oh, like I write, because I've been writing for a long time, so I might have had like a poem or a song that I wrote or whatever. And he was like, oh, that sounds like you're spitting written is what he called it. Uh, spit and written. That's not a human being. Yeah, he's he's great. Uh, his. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. He also thought he didn't have to talk to me. He felt like, oh, if I invite her over and she just sits next to me while I play video games, like that's enough. Right. And I'm right, like, right. no, you actually have to say right things to me, and preferably nice things. Right. You know, we should, we should engage. <laughs> yeah, but he's like, no, I'm, the work is done here. She's here. That's it. Yeah, that's I'm gonna go. Is. I'm gonna keep doing me. Yeah. You know, and speaking my truth. And a part of him was like, I mean, just the fact that I texted you and you came over, 
mm-hmm. and we're here together, like, I should be grateful. Right, exactly. You That's know? where that comes from. Like, yeah. I, I texted you, so yeah. obviously. And I'm enjoying having you just be next to me. I enjoy this. Like, mm. th- isn't that enough? Isn't that so much better than the past six months have been? Like, I, you're growing on me. Like, that kind of thing. Like, you're growing on me. That that's, was like the energy. That's. But did he say that? At no, all? no, no. Oh, that was God. the energy was that like, he gave up. Keeps I wouldn't up. put it past him to say something right. like that. But he, for sure, out of his whole mouth, said oh, I wasn't black enough for him. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Right, right. Which just meant that I didn't grow up in the hood, mm-hmm. and I spoke proper English, and I dressed in a way uh, that like wasn't in the videos. Mm-hmm. It was. It definitely came like at the time I didn't recognize it as emotional abuse or as fetishism, but like right. I do, I recognize it now. Well, even if it's not recognized as that, it's like it's he's not what his interests had nothing to do with you as a person. Right, it had nothing to do with it. Right. But in that age group, in terms of, like, where he was, he's, what, he was 20? Um, Ooh. in order to, prote- to protect 25? his... 25? No, 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 he wasn't that old. Oh, okay. I'm just saying that, like, when we met, I was 15, and he was 20, and yeah. according to New York state laws, that is not okay. Oh, yeah. So then it turned 16, and everything was fine. Oh, wow. I got <laughs> And you. nothing happened before that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, you said a certain way earlier, and I, I'm proud of myself that I guessed the right age. But you uh, did. <laughs> but that's yeah, that's a that's a big gap. And in terms of where he was and what he was doing, you know, I guess if he didn't have uh, this fetish and he was dating women within his own racial group, they still would have been 15. Right. You know, so it's just another layer to something that's already going on. Yeah, I actually heard a story about that about someone you know I know very well um, who her. Ex's ex. Okay. So she was about his age, and her, but the ex uh, was like older. So mm-hmm. I knew the woman, and her ex was a guy about her age, and the guy had an ex who was about you know twelve years older, and they were getting divorced. Oh. And so they were married, I think, when they were like you know the the woman was like thirty one, and the, the the guy was like twenty or nineteen, something like that. Wow. Yeah, and the story that I heard was in court. Uh, while trying to arrange the divorce, the 30, 31 year old wife at the time pulled the 20 year old husband out of the courtroom and they walked into the stairwell and she said, if you fuck me in the stairwell right now, I will drop all the charges. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Remember a couple weeks ago when we were talking about someone who, I'm not going to name the person, someone in your vi- in your vicinity that yeah. you know, yeah. who was dating someone what thirty years, forty years younger than that? Oh, that's my uncle. Okay, you. Can, I wasn't gonna put you on blast. Yeah, but like, you that's said right. it. No, I. I and I'll, I was like, I'll that's his his name because he's he's totally fine. He knows who he is. Okay, but you were like fine with it because the woman was nineteen. But I was like, it's so close to grooming that it makes me uncomfortable. Right, right, right. right. And then I gave the example of these Florida female teachers who sleep with their thirteen-year-old students and how they never think they're um, right. they're always the one being pursued and they never think they're predators yeah. because they're being pursued. Right, right, right. So like that reminds so for me that situation is like oh that woman is not a benign per- that is a predator she's a predator. Right. Well, that- I mean, I think that's much clearer when they're when the kids are under age. Oh and yeah, yeah. That yeah. is exact. What I'm what I'm basically getting to is if society doesn't have the verbiage, doesn't have the words to describe the difference between an 18-year-old adult and a 25-year-old adult and a 70-year-old adult, because all we have is the word adult. Adult, yeah. Then we don't really have any mechanism to yeah. to explain that to anyone else. And a, and a 70-year-old can date a 20-year-old. 
They're both as far adults. as I know. Yeah, I mean that's adults. exactly what our system is set that up. That twenty-year-old can go die in a war, but they cannot right. drink alcohol legally. Right. <laughs> Seven-year-old can date to date a twenty-year-old, but you better not take him to a bar. No, because that's wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> that is absolutely wrong. Contributing to the delinquency of a minor. In fact, yeah. Yeah, that's right. No, it's go yeah. to Dave and Buster's where y'all belong. <laughs> Yeah, I just don't go there. I mean, yeah. I went there once. It's basically know. gambling for children. That's what it yeah, is. It's, it's also teaching just, you. I feel like I'm in a mini Times Square. Mm-hmm. Like, just the, the number of LED lights mm-hmm. or whatever the hell, like, around Everything's me. Everything's flashing. Oh, God, if you have light-sensitive epilepsy, don't go to Dave & Buster's. Oh, yeah, yeah. All the flashing not. lights. Right. No, yeah, it's true. I have spiritual epilepsy. <laughs> spiritual epilepsy. Oh, that's really insensitive. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize if anyone was offended by my words. <laughs> we should make an apology video preemptively, just, right. just, <laughs> just, just, just in case. Unless that's the other uh, possible name for the podcast. <laughs> a long apology. A long apology. Yeah. I'm so sorry you felt that way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's something I actually say to people sometimes when it's in the middle of a moment. Yeah. <laughs> when they're like, they kind of enjoyed my joke, but also were are really upset. <laughs> and I just say, I'm sorry and you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Which can be taken as very manipulative. And I'm not trying to be that way, but you know, just trying to be fun. It's like the opposite of thanks, I hate it. <laughs> that's internet culture. More internet culture for you. If you're part yeah. of Reddit, you'll know what I'm saying. That's cool. But... <laughs> But yeah, basically he was like, oh, if you don't freestyle, like you're not a real rapper. And it's like, freestyling, like Lil Wayne is great freestyling, but he's one of very few people who can think off the top of their head and say something coherent. Most people's brains don't work that way. Oh, I don't think a lot of Lil Wayne? No, yeah. I'm not in the same boat in that one. I definitely enjoyed some of his songs very, very much. No, no, no. But most, most of that is not written. Most of that is freestyle that he then recorded. Oh, Mo- well, that, I guess that doesn't matter to me because that's still his writing. Oh, like I thought okay. you meant like um, freestyling in terms of like a specific cipher. aim of just like kind of going everywhere. But if it's actually containable in a song, yeah, he like goes it's an into, idea. He goes into the writing with the beat and just freestyle, and that becomes yeah, the right, song, right? right. But not every, most people are not Lil Wayne, sure. So the fact that he didn't have respect for basically mm. what I do, which is write songs, right, there was no right. respect for writing songs. It was like. That's like a whole huge thing. Yeah. And I didn't know when I was younger that most singers don't write their songs. Like all, oh, most of the I artists see. out there have, yeah. have lyric writers. And that's what I want to do. I want to write lyrics for artists. Sure. That's what I'm good at. Yeah. I can't play music. Mm. I only sing barely passively just to like, so I don't have to pay someone to sing my songs. Okay. Um, but <laughs> I, I know that I write really well. So uh. it's weird to be in this space where it's like, oh, I don't respect the thing you do. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, that again sounds like someone who needs to be in a relationship or in close proximity to someone who's much younger than them and doesn't know as much and they can kind of, you know, we'll just stay their in that abuse. position of power. Yeah, we'll, yeah. Just, we'll accept their abuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep. It sounds like it, right? Yeah, um, in terms of that. And as far as like, you know, what we were talking about earlier, as far as like, you know, my uncle was like 59 when they met and she was 20 or something. She might have even been 19. And at the time, I remember hearing about it and being like a lot of people i know are going to be very upset about this mm-hmm. and i'm not yet i mm. have to be honest with myself about that right and i was weirded out that you were okay with it i'm not i mean it's different about being okay with it and being not upset but oh. as long as the energy on the other end is like it doesn't feel like I, I i have the ability to go into it 
uh, freely. It feels like I have the ability to go into it already as like, this is criminal behavior based on the reaction. Okay. And so it's not the same as just having the privilege of meeting this person that, you know, your, your uncle is with or your friend is with or whoever it's going to be. I'm already in this room of like, he's a criminal, like, um. you know, socially. So in that sense, I really tried to get myself to a place where I could see it like that. And at the time, honestly, there was just too much shit going on. Like I had just left my wife. My parents were about to split up. Oh. My grandpa had just died. My grandmother was about to pass. And Real when low on your totem pole. Everything was going on at the same time. Yeah. This was the trip when I went to Israel to visit my family and my aunt was on the phone when I got to her apartment. And she just waved me in. Like it's the weirdest time because I literally came, you know, from far away. And she just waves me into the apartment and then she gets off the phone and she's like, okay, yeah, your turn. What's wrong with you? <laughs> like the whole family was going through crazy yeah. shit at once. So I just didn't focus on it that much at the time. I was yeah. like, look, I don't know what's going on, but in it's the meantime. It's not illegal, so like. I got beyond other, that. I got other shit going on. Oh, uh, you know, he would say things like the two biggest concerns seem to be money and daddy issues. And I don't see any daddy issues and I don't have any money. What do you mean you don't see any? A 19-year-old is dating a 59-year-old, but you, know you don't I mean? see any daddy issues? Yeah, and I think that's on his end because he definitely identifies everyone. It's like, when you're 19, you are adult. <laughs> that's And I'm saying that's why I bring up the fact that when you have a society that literally agrees with you, yeah, then what else can be done about that? It's got to be brought into the conversation. The details have to be brought into the zeitgeist. And the thing is, it's not that there's anything to be done about it, but there are conversations that should be had on both ends. These are two right. people who are coming together for reasons. They didn't yeah. come together for no reason. Right. There are reasons, right? right? And coming from the therapeutic space, I'm like, oh, what are their traumas? What are they not talking about? What uh -huh. what pains have they lived through? You know, and that's my bias. Yes, coming I from just, a therapeutic bias, it's I like mean, they're coming together from their hurt. Well, that's exactly <laughs> what I think sounds understanding at first, but is actually condescending. Because you're already, if you were to speak to them now, you wouldn't be speaking to people who you believe are in control of themselves. They are reacting out of their habits and things that they obviously are not, obviously, are not <laughs> in a healthy space. <laughs> um, I don't disagree with like you. Like, you've already assumed that it's a sickness of some kind. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, that's what I'm saying. If that is the intention, there's no reason to even pretend like you are coming from, a, in my opinion, a therapeutic space. Because you're not talking to the whole person. You're just addressing their sickness without their consent. They did not consent to say that I, yes, I am in a space of hurt and pain and this is why I'm dating this person. Why do they need to give consent for that? Well, if you were to get into a conversation with them, I'm saying like, and we are talking about this. Mm -hmm. So the idea that if they were, if either one, you know, was, and my uncle's going to listen to all this shit because he loves the stuff that I do and all that. Mm -hmm. He would not be able to hear you. Okay. Because of the space and the that intention I'm, that I'm you're coming, coming from. from. Okay. Because it's not, and in my point, I'm, I'm on his side on that moment because yeah. I'm like, well, why? Yeah. I mean, he is a full adult. Like, let's talk to the adult that exists there, even if you okay. don't respect their actual actions. I, 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 if I were to talk to him, I'd probably. And the same goes for Trump supporters and all that. Oh, but okay. I'm so really that, that brings us back around. The conversation yeah. of talking to people who you do not understand and disagree with. Right. That's right. really where we're at again. I think that I've gotten a lot better at. Because I'm not talking to those people because I'm talking to you. I'm yeah. coming at it with a different energy. If I were mm. to genuinely try to have a conversation with someone who was doing something that I, yes, with my bias, thought was wrong. Mm -hmm. Or thought was coming from a place of trauma and not from a place of genuine, like, soul connection or whatever. Yeah. I probably would think about 
how I was speaking, what words I was using, my energy, and what intentions I was going into the conversation oh, with. okay. That's but not we, what I was referring to, but okay. The, what, I think, no, I think you're, all those were very wonderful. No, but, I, but I'm, not, I'm not saying time. that I still wouldn't believe that talking to a 59-year-old who's dating a 19-year-old yeah. is a good thing. I'm not saying that I could ever go into that conversation right. being like, oh, awesome, <laughs> tell so, me about your love. Well, you know? I'm not saying that, that seems to be one or the other. Tell me about your love or just explain to them, you know, or ask Why them questions wrong. about their sickness. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, those tell are the me only about your options. <laughs> and I'm just saying, like, that is the entire point of being sentient and intelligent and conscious mm-hmm. is that there should be more than two options. <laughs> You should, if especially if you spend all the time you do focusing on therapy and emotional development, mm-hmm. you should be the one who shows that other person how to communicate about the thing that's difficult for you to talk about because it's 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 painful. You really see all of the things that let's say she might be going through uh-huh. and all the things that he might be manipulating or whatever. You're seeing all of that, and so it's too painful. But at the same time. You focus a lot on development, so let's let's see the results of the development in action. I'm not sure that there is a difference between what you said and how it would go into the conversation, though, because oh, I, I just think I noticed something immediately. That's we, why I cut it off. Like I said, I interrupted kind of immediately. I was like, "But it sounds like you're saying that they're already not. There's no possibility they came at each other just as two people who ended up in a place. It was a version of a problem." In, in, inherently. Okay. Inherently. Um, the existence is wrong. And I'm saying, uh, I, I, I've heard the <laughs> argument, and uh, I, as I, long as... Yeah. I there, mean, there, so, but there, yeah, no, but I get you, you. I, I get you. you. Do you, but do you agree or disagree that there are some situations where, not 100%, but a huge majority of the time, it's, it's probably not for good reasons? I agree with that. Okay, probably, but not 100% of the Not 100%, but probably. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And at the same time, I also think that the, um, I guess what we're really talking about is that my definition of everything, whatever it is we're talking about, I'm fine saying, you know, everything I understand up to this point. And what I understand up to this point is that I'm 37 right now. Mm-hmm. And when I hang out with 21-year-olds, I get annoyed pretty quickly. Yeah. And I don't see myself being able to duplicate anything resembling that relationship. Mm -hmm. But I am also 37, have been single for most of my life because it was important to me not to get into a relationship that I saw examples of when I was a kid and that people I felt like either rushed into or just got into and stayed in for too long. So I took my time. It was very important to me. I'm that person who grew up in the Midwest. My uncle is someone who grew up in Tel Aviv and had to sign up for the military, didn't go to college, made his own business when he was in his starting in his 20s and just never stopped and had to maintain that schedule in one of the most difficult places to make a living, as far as I know, on earth, because it has Tel Aviv has the same prices as New York City, but they have 500, 600,000 people Hmm. and the taxes are insane. The competition is insane. Like, the things that I, I just don't see how you can't take all these things into account when looking at a person. Mm-hmm. And the reason I take them into account is because I'm the person who grew up the way I did. And I can't live that way, the way he's living. Okay. I can't do that. In addition to that, I haven't been, or following through with that, not in addition to, I haven't been 59 years old after having raised two kids in that environment and done my job and taken care of the things that made the parents happy and furthered society and, and all that kind of stuff. And then gotten out of it like, 
you know? And of course, I can hear myself now saying this, his daughter would probably be like, all right, you know what? Yeah, he still had a good time as well. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And when you run a recording studio, you also get to party with musicians and smoke weed and all that kind of shit too. So this gets finally into like straight men, I think at the end of the day being like, you know, listen, I did my fucking job. Leave me alone. Like that's kind of too basic as well. Mm -hmm. But I still have to take that basic shit into account. So I just can't say that I would have been in his shoes and done things differently. I can't actually say that. I don't see how I would say that. Yeah. But I can't. I'm not... I can't guarantee it. I'm not saying that either, that someone... That's kind of why when you were talking about, like, looking at the whole person, just because I would come at a conversation about a 59-year-old dating a a 19-year-old automatically with bias. Yeah. Negative bias in particular. It doesn't mean that I don't see both of those people as whole, complex human beings. That's not... So, like, when you said, I was like... I'm not even saying that that's how you saw it. I'm saying that's how you would... I imagine that you would communicate it. Uh, I would like to think at this point in my life, if I was going to... Yeah. Put the effort into having the conversation <laughs> that I would think about it and come at it with respectfully. You know? I'm just talking about that yeah, word. Yeah. Uh, respectfully. <laughs> I, would, I would like, no, depending on how much alcohol I've had, I don't know. I might be a little loud. I'm not right. sure, right? right? But um, I would like to think that, yeah, like how you deliver the message matters. Mm-hmm. And if you want someone to not listen to you, send it on a missile. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then it doesn't fucking matter. Well, fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, so I understand what you're saying. But all of that kind of props up the idea that these two people are coming together for the quote unquote the wrong reasons. How does and it do that? Because growing up within that environment shapes the way you think. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Sh- we agree on that. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 100%. And yeah. If yeah. you are, if you grow up in a place that has all of this political turmoil and at 18 you can smoke, you can drink, you can join the army and die at 18 you're an adult. So if she's an adult, right. then who cares? She's an adult. Exactly. That's not a therapeutic way to look at another human being. That is a result of growing up in the environment that you grew up in that was not therapeutic. Of course. That, that didn't, you know, consider your needs yes. and all that stuff. So. Of course, but isn't the therapy's job to speak? Like, to be that role, to say, okay, well, like, it's, I I just think even the word wrong, that's part of it. That's part, that's really what I'm going for. Yeah. I know you. I'm looking at you. You know what I mean? And the other, and you would look at someone else and I'm Mm -hmm. looking into your eyes to Mm -hmm. speak to this person. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm going to be on your side or not on your side, but converse with you in any way, I have to, in my mind, give you some version of the time of day, some version of accepting your truth otherwise there's not much of a reason for me to be there you can go on and live your life and do what you think but this is something i don't agree with and it's actually foundational enough where i can't actually speak to you unless i speak to you as if you are creating a problem and so that's how i'm going to talk to you and i think that's where people kind of reside and in general just find language to you know make it seem nicer what would be better than wrong would like would unhealthy be better uh, not to a smoker. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. You're talking about facts. You can't fight the facts. Well, unhealthy, uh, I think the real thing is, I, I recently thought about it in one way that made sense to me okay. for the first time. And it was kind of like the way I um, see everyone in my life, close people, friends and family. If any person was going through something that I thought was, let's say, a shred of what they could be, like, is that's the only way that I would be disappointed is if 
I could look at someone that he met that was that made me a little bit more excited. You know, because what I can say is that there was nothing about their relationship that I was like, oh, you guys are going to bloom and, and go for long years and have a great sort of circumstance and develop something. I didn't see that because of primarily the age gap. Yeah. I was like, I don't really know. And he, the thing is, he saw that too. Like he broke up with her twice. And then after two times of her coming back, he's really just a 59, 60 year old guy, you know, who's basically saying no to sex over and over again. With a young woman. Who keeps coming back. And uh, meanwhile, he's got to say, he's got to continue doing the right thing. Because it's, let's say, immature. But he's also like, I'm fucking 60. I did my job. I'm tired. You know what I mean? I'm still working, but I'm going to do this. But like, you're telling me that I have to, I have to have less pleasure because it's upsetting you all? Like, that's what I would think if I were him. Fuck all of you. I don't care what you think. No, no, don't fuck all of them. Fuck her. Well, he's, I mean, he's doing that. Yeah. Um, or was doing that. Yeah. But at that at that point, I'm trying to truly understand that person if I'm going to talk to them at all. And so the only thing that I saw that was that didn't really make sense was, or that I wish was different was like, let's say he met some badass woman in her fifties. You know, it was just like, you know, they were they wanted to share some time together. That's great. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he might just not need a partner like that. He might not need one. Um, and, and if that's the case, maybe he needs one that's just, you know, he hasn't found yet in this time period in his life. And so meanwhile, he tried to analyze from his emotional state as a straight man who grew up where he was, what the potential failures could be. And his in mind, there were two money and daddy issues. Mm-hmm. He didn't see any, you know what I mean? Which means, of course, you're like, you're thinking, well, maybe you didn't look the right way or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like whatever actually happens, but yeah. that's still that person who didn't see any. And uh, if they did, I guess maybe it's fair to say that he couldn't. Like, he wouldn't be able to. You know, maybe that's yeah. fair also. Yeah. But that is still that person. And yeah. those people don't just change because liberals learn something new. They don't just go along for the ride because we, we figured something out. And so the people who tout, in my mind, therapy have to be able to explain things. <laughs> No, it's 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 very important to be to be cognizant of how you come across to people. Mm. And I'm sure if you go through an actual psychology course, they tell you it's not just about having the information, it's about how you convey the information. Yeah. So something specific they say is that a therapist has to allow their client or pa- patient, I'm not sure. I think if you're a psychiatrist, they're a patient. And yes. if you're a psychologist, they're a client. Oh, I don't know. Because yeah. you're, you're a doctor if you're a psychiatrist. Right, So I okay. don't think you're a patient unless you're a psychiatrist. Oh, I see. So um, you ha- before you can challenge them on something, they have to believe that you are on their side or you understand them or you're, you have to, there's a level of closeness you have to mm-hmm. have before you can be like, mm-hmm. you fucked up. Right. Because if you don't have that and you're like, oh, everything you're doing is wrong, they're right. not going, going to accept it. Sure. So I understand what, what you're saying about that. Right, right, right. That, you know, just because we feel like we have the answers over here in, in therapeutic land doesn't mm. mean that any of what we're thinking or any of what we're saying is going to get through to the person. Yeah. Right. I, I almost feel like it's a guarantee that it won't, if anything, or at least it's leaning in that direction. Because that person is on the other side saying, ah, you're one of them. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, she's one of them. Never done a hard day's work in your life. Well, wherever that goes, it's like, yeah, I bet you worked day. hard. I bet you worked hard at all of the wrong things. Yeah. <laughs> wherever that could go, you know, but 
One of the things we talked about on This Is Ugh, my other podcast, is how this for is ugh. This Is Ugh, with an exclamation, with an exclamation <laughs> nice. mark, by the okay. way. Okay. By the way. All right. We talked about, uh, myself and my co-host talked about how for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, human beings died before the age of 26, before yeah. our brains yeah. were fully developed. Right. We died. And there's Meanwhile, just generations of people. Marriage, they came up with marriage and all these other yeah. kinds of things. Marriage, procreation, yeah. all that before your brain develops. And mm-hmm. how it's just only recently that we've been living past the age of full brain development. Yeah, we got to like 40 for like another couple of hundred years. That's why they have the bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs at 13. Yeah, like yeah. Like you're a man there's, there's now. There's no time. Yeah, there isn't. Yeah. But there is now. But we're coming off of generations of people who were not fully, who didn't have the capacity to even mm-hmm. be fully developed right. before they were done teaching the next generation. Right. Your parents were dead by the time you were 20, right? Yeah. So like, okay, right, we're right, just right. a bunch of fucking 20 year olds just trying to figure shit out for yeah. like generations. Yeah. And when you're, <laughs> when you're 15, like people are already ready to make sure that you've started experiencing adulthood. Yeah. Because you don't have that much time. Don't be nervous. You know, pick up the barrel and let's get moving or whatever. No, that's a fair point too. I feel like that's kind of my main issue with religion is like we were talking about that, I guess, versus therapy, but like. Religion to me is like this thing that's just existed in this old form for so long. And the whole purpose seems to be like meditation, spiritual growth, but Depends on the religion, in name but only. Yeah. I mean, that's how they all present themselves. Yeah. Is this is a place to really be you, mm-hmm. like get better at being you. Mm-hmm. And then it just all seems to be about the, the collection plate and the clothes and the, and the, and the rituals yeah. and, the, and following the books and I don't understand that, you know, like there's, there's gotta be so many ways with everything that we have today to learn how to respect people and figure yourself out emotionally as you get older. But you're coming from the point of someone who most likely has a progressive brain where that part of life seems attractive. Whereas someone who does not have that kind of brain sees that as incredibly anxiety inducing. You know, when you're talking about someone with a kind of brain, uh-huh. I think we got to be very careful. Okay. None of us have any certification in brain... <laughs> this... Brainology. Brainology? Yeah. Brainetics? Neither of us are brainologists. <laughs> and if we would, then we could continue. Mm-hmm. But if, let's say if, mm-hmm. that what you were talking about um, was a widely accepted fact. Okay. You know? But for now, it's something that we've talked about on yeah. this show as far as conservative brain conservative brain versus liberal brain I'm sorry son you have a case of conservative this brain is, this, is, this is really what may get us cancelled right here right here because this is like literally reverse phrenology like this is it's internal like, phrenology yeah it's like this is like what white people did to black people you know with the shape of the forehead and shit or, like, and, you know. and indigenous not just black but indigenous yes, people yes of course any, any savagery yeah. that was going on <laughs> needed to be addressed with science you know um, science with quotes. quotes yeah. Quote science. Yeah. So when we talk about conservative brain, <laughs> I'm not going to continue in that way exactly uh-huh. until, you know, like, let's say, for example, what I would say is if you spend a lifetime not figuring many new things out, it would make sense that you haven't been flexing that muscle. And that muscle of figuring things out is an extremely helpful muscle when it comes to meeting new people, which maybe you didn't care about either. Um, and if you didn't, then when I say you, I'm talking about conservatives. I see it as, you know, that you, you believe that life is about living where you live. And on the one hand, it's a passive thing. And the second thing is an active thing. The passive thing is just maintaining. You make the babies 
and you go out and anything as simple as farming or having a job or whatever it is, you know, that's, that's, it has to be maintained and that's passive. The active thing is somebody passes through town and they are literally a threat to your daughter or your son or your wife because they didn't come from your space. Mm -hmm. That's the active part Mm -hmm. that to me sounds like fighting against learning. Mm -hmm. And so if there is a conservative group out there that knows how to not be upset when someone strange passes through their town or their community, then let's start with talking to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'll figure out how to go forward from there. And then ask them why they're so quiet all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like, how come you're not up there evangelizing right. your version of they're conservatism? They're all walking around. They're good. Yeah. They've been restrained by the fanatics. No, I mean, I think that that would be the only way I could, because I technically do agree with you. I just don't think of it as like they're a different type of human. I just think that they are like someone who, if the gym was mental, they literally don't go to the gym as much. Oh. That's how I think. Okay. You know, I think that if they spend a... And I'm assuming it, and I know I'm assuming it, but to me it sounds like they spend a lifetime really not... Really avoiding major shifts in, in learning. Oh, so do you think it's like a nature versus nurture thing? you think it's more nurture than nature? Uh, how we got this chasm in between how we live? I, yeah, I imagine it's all... Well, it's, it's nurture's response to nature... It's like you said, people are going to die when they're 26. That seems nature. Yeah. It's like, so it let's, was for a long time. let's figure out how to nurture everybody to 25 with as much uh, productivity as possible. And any problems that come up along the way, we're going to try to get, if they're, we'll talk about them unless they threaten the continuing nature yeah. of people getting stronger. And we now live our lives for much longer because of those people who died at 25 right. for thousands of years. So we can't discount all of the shit that they thought along the way I feel like we can I mean I think we can and then the people who follow them won't listen to us yeah that's what I think yeah they have no reason to well if they feel like it worked for thousands of years you got us so here. we should even though our circumstances are totally different now we, we should have an Elon Musk we should have as many children as possible right. he's right. got 10 kids right. we should have as many the Duggars yeah who nurtured their pedophile son yeah and protected him men are just so much more important than women yeah and we should protect our own no matter what they do mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we should have as many children as we possibly can right why because we might die because we might die we might die yeah and if someone finds out that we had the opportunity to make another kid (laughs) you know or main hold a union Mm -hmm. together or make the village stronger then when the other village comes in and wipes us all out you got nothing to complain about die in peace oh god you made six kids instead of 14 you could have had six more soldiers uh, eight more soldiers. My math is off. I wasn't you even know? counting. I wasn't even paying attention. Soldiers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Soldiers I think... for Christ. <laughs> I mean, I'm Israeli. They got the same thing over there. <laughs> you know? So, uh, yeah, you need to fight. And that's also not a fabrication. People do need power. They need protection. But that's like, I know like you're not coming from a psychological or therapeutic standpoint, but what you said is so accurate and coming from a psychological and therapeutic standpoint, you're 100% right. And the way we go about it is so very different, but real. So people need Mm. power. People need security. People need all. And how do they get it? How do they get it? That's all. That's what I'm talking about is. A million microaggressions along the way. <laughs> right. Just one more microaggression against a group of people that I don't like, and yeah. I will have the thing that I'm seeking. Yeah. You know? Every time I go out with my girlfriends and I tell my husband he can't come, I feel better. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> every time I lie to him a little bit, I just feel so much more. Right. You know, it's all of that. It's incredibly true. So that's so what connects us all, right? We're just like, oh my god, what's this chasm in between us? I can't believe we're so different. What makes us so similar is that the basic needs are pretty much the same. What sure. makes us feel uncomfortable yeah. can change. Yeah. And how we go about getting our needs met can be different. Right. But, like, the basic needs are pretty much the same. Right. This is actually, like, what our acting teacher said once about how, like, the emotional life of a human being is not developed at all. It's just shame, grief, love, you know, all all these feelings. The things around them have evolved. Mm -hmm. But those feelings are still just what they were before. Yeah. Just human. I don't know. Maybe maybe situations uh, that are more complex lead to more complex emotional life. But I don't know what that would be. I don't know. How? I don't, I, you know, like, let's say you're, you're talking about, um, it's just math, I guess. Like, let's mm-hmm. say you're all, you, what you're worrying about is, um, how do I make my life work? How do I, how do I structure it? I have to find sustenance right. and I have to build a community or be part of a community. And then when you add, I think politics into it, you know, we really love this community and we have more people than you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and then. Oh, I fell in love with one of the people from the community that's taking over our... Oh, shit. Like, it's just... The math gets more complicated, It sure does. Every time people came across the new community, they be fucking. (laughs) Yeah. They be fucking. Don't ever let anybody tell you they wasn't fucking. Because they were. Always. Always. Yeah. And I hope they do. (laughs) I hope they do. The beginning of peace. (laughs) For peace. Yeah. We do this for for peace. peace. That's right. Fuck for peace. Yeah. Fucking for peace. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna make the world better yes not again though <laughs> no <laughs> not again not, not again. again not again not again because when you say again you were implying that in previous times right things Literally, were good you fucked up the word again yeah no that's how like terrible he is oh my god make america great again well that's implying that america was great at some point right. when was it great for black people right right <laughs> Andrew Schultz has the joke about Cubans. He's like, you guys become conservatives as soon as you hit dry land. Mm-hmm. Make America great again, bro. Cubans. <laughs> and I went, I went to, I went to University of Miami. I was, yeah. I was around Cuban culture sure. for four years, and sure. I was blown away. I was like, you guys are conservative. Why? Right. And I know why. I, I learned in a history class a long, 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 long time ago. <laughs> there was some conflict that happened, and America promised back up to the people fighting and, it, and they didn't send it mm-hmm. so these so everyone got massacred oh, and ever wow. since then they were like and it was a, i think it was a democratic president at the mm-hmm. time so they blamed democrats gotcha. for the massacre that happened and they're like from now on we vote republican it's the bay of pigs i'm you know i history was my worst class it was kennedy so yeah so it might have been okay but um but not only that it's like weird because that happened but then also when cubans came over to america they got the most help of any group which is why they're the most um they have the most wealth of any hispanic group in america is that yeah. they got gotcha. they got the most help right and then they pulled up the ladder behind them and said nobody else can get any help yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah right I, it's just like so yeah when you go to miami even though you're around Hispanic people, like most of them are Republican. Right. It's very, it's very like strange. Well, so this is a great moment, I think, and I do think I actually have to wrap it up time wise, but I think a great moment to focus on because, uh, pulling the ladder up is one specific image. I feel like that we view conservatives and conservatives view us as like, you know, the happy ending of the movie. Mm. So like, yeah. It's like, no, I've always got more ladder, bro. I'll make a ladder right now. Yeah. I swear to God, my middle name is ladder. I love you. My middle name is ladder. You will not die. <laughs> you no, 
know, like everything is like about love and, and pulling ourselves together and making a team. And so, but then we love watching horrendous television, like watching, and I don't mean horrendous in terms of quality. I mean, great quality television about like fucking just murder. Yeah. Like we love watching and it's not like that we're diabolical. Like it's our world. It's mm-hmm. our society that mm-hmm. we live in. And so we want to know about it in a certain, certain circumstance, but these two kind of sides of things can't be right. Cause I know that I don't believe in Hollywood happy endings as my philosophy. Right. So I imagine that a lot of conservatives don't believe in just pulling the ladder up in the same way, but I just haven't heard that argument explained to me clearly. Oh no, no. What you're going to hear is that there was no ladder. What you're going to hear is From that there was them. no help. From many of them. Yes. That they pulled themselves Absolutely. up by their bootstraps and received, Oh, if you're a conservative, I better not hear that you cashed any of those checks from the government. No, I know, I know, but I mean, like, you better not have. Okay. Because that was free money. Is, the government okay, gave you. That's what we're talking about. We're <laughs> no, talking about no, a ladder, no. like on a boat. You know what I mean? No, and no, no, but it's part of the same mentality. Yeah. Because if you talk to Cubans about the help they got from the government to right. become the wealthiest subset of Hispanics sure. in yeah. America, they probably won't say, yeah, we got a whole lot of help from the government. And right, it's because exactly. of that they that we not are, talk about they're it. not going to say that. They deserved that help. And it wasn't help. It was what they but were owed. So buddy, but That's so does, say. But so does everyone else Obviously then. not, because the, uh, the country didn't give it to them. Clearly. Because so. they're special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's only 90 miles, yeah, you know? that's right, that's right. So for what, 90 miles from Cuba to Key West or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah. It's just, people have a tendency to um, analyze their failures, but not analyze their successes in the same way. When you yeah. get, when you get uh, yeah, help, you right. have a tendency to not see it as mm-hmm. help. But when someone else needs help, you have a tendency to be like, oh, they don't deserve those resources. It's like, well, you got the... The same resources right, are better. It's like, right. no, I didn't. I did all this on my own. Yeah. Well, there's so much psychology to that. And I really wish there was like psychologists <laughs> that were assigned to sort of do some sort of social psychology. This exists already. I'm sorry. So just a sociologist, which is what I wanted. Well, I mean, like, I guess what I understand sociology. Yeah, I guess it fits into that. I was a cultural studies major. So we kind Ooh. of did something very similar. Okay. Uh, but with a different take, and that department no longer exists anymore in that college. So mm. obviously it wasn't a good idea. <laughs> but we had great teachers. We learned a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? But yeah. st- I think the issue with sociology that I see is it doesn't have the credibility that psychology does. Yeah. In terms of getting quickly into the zeitgeist and the human spirit. Like, we don't process it as as deeply. And so, like, how to look at that exact thing. The individual Cuban-American who lives here and sees, and, and for white people as well, whoever, or men, or whoever, whatever the group is, who has the things that they have and has the tendency, because we all do and it's human experience, to see what we have already as ours right. and it should have been. Right. You know, unless it's an illness. Yeah. <laughs> and then we were afflicted with it. Right. And, uh, you know, God has smited us or whatever it might be, you know, and the the, psycho- the psychological effects and sort of processing of good versus bad and, and how that actually is affected by the groups that we are in and right. how those groups are treated by everyone. Right. That kind of thing, I think, would be very interesting to sort of figure out. It's sort of happening live at each other right mm-hmm. now. It's mm-hmm. like people are like, well, you're you're a straight white man. So, like, that's of course you'd think that. No, so we just do it to each other. I do. Oh, and, then, and I never finished. Okay, so this I, this is something oh, I forgot. This okay. is something I forgot. So so my so my oldest yeah. male friend, the top five guy, 
where he's not top ten. He's only nine of the top ten because the top Wait, five. This, the top five are white cisgender, oh, yes, yes. straight male, and Christian passing. Right, right, right. He's all of those things. Sure. And he told me, even though he, do, the only reason we're still friends is because he said I don't vote. I said, okay, I can deal with anything else you're gonna say. That's amazing. He said I don't vote. That's amazing. And then continue talking, and apparently has like been red pilled, and he's an anti vaxxer and, yeah, and yeah, blah, yeah. blah 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 blah. And right. he, he's like, oh, I only vote, uh, not vote, but I only like certain politicians for like one issue if they agree with me on that i don't even look at the rest of that and i'm like you can do that because you're top five and those men are not going after your community sure every so when we're voting for people i voted for hillary because the opponent was worse not because it was in the aggregate right like literally just yeah i'm voting against the other person right and he and like i had to explain to him why that thinking is something that he has a privilege to do because no one's going after his any right, people right, wants right, to. Exactly. The only thing that's yeah. going against him is that he is an immigrant. And this and what I wanted to say to end this off is that I became an American patriot in that moment. And what I honestly thought was because he told me that he like he has all this white guilt. I think what happened was he has so much white guilt growing up that first of all, no one asked him to have. You're from Poland. You didn't do shit to contribute to slavery. So like you right, shouldn't right. have you shouldn't nobody somebody should have told you at some point you don't need to have guilt or shame about any of this because it wasn't you. I'm but sure he, some black people will disagree with you on that. <laughs> he was a poor boy who was six years old, starving in Poland, was, who came to America. He personally yes. had nothing to do well, with not slavery. Well, not that, just for the treatment that he received once he got here. Well, yes, that. Back and forth. That but yes. I yeah. I can agree with that. But I think that he, the pendulum swung the other way and he was just like, oh, like I used to feel super guilty and I feel like I was personally responsible for all this stuff. And now he's like, everything, nothing is actually a big deal. And it's not white privilege. It's, it's a majority privilege. And I was like, explain apartheid in South Africa because it's 90% black and 10% yeah. white, but, but we were the second class citizens. And yeah. he's like, Meh. Right. you know? <laughs> so like, sucks so, for you, man. So yeah, so I was, so like, yeah. I'm like, you, they did that because they were white and they thought right. white people were better. But the point right. was, is I became an American in that moment. Sure. And I said, if you don't like it here in America, you can go back to Poland and starve. Wow. <laughs> I didn't say that, but I, <laughs> I didn't say I really it. Wish it was, I didn't say it. I really wish but that some version I of that thought. would have been communicated. That's what I him. thought. I'm like, you have so With many. like a little co- smile afterwards. Because he's like, oh, all of these woke, because he was basically coming after my people. He was coming after progressives being like, oh, mm. all you woke people think that like words are violence and like words and violence are not the same thing. I know violence. We had a fucking war in Poland, which I'm not. Yeah, like crazy shit happened to Poland. Which is very interesting also, because how old was he when he left? Six, six Did years. Did the war happen while he was there? I don't there? know. We, I, all I know is he was starving. Okay. All I know is oh, that he well, was starving. Yeah. yeah. It didn't happen while he was there. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just checking. Okay. <laughs> did he, but did he understand as a six-year-old that's what was happening? No. All he knew was that, that he was hungry. Yeah. It's still possible to exaggerate real pains. Yeah. Okay. You know, true. real things. True. And, and it was just like, he was, he just, compl- he was just like, you, you people just like, you equate words with violence. And it's like, have you seen what's been happening the past Six right, years, right. there is a much right. shorter bridge to walk between yeah. thoughts and violence lately. Right. 20 years ago, I would agree with you. Right. But, but even, now... Even 20 years ago also is a different thing. Is what, we're, what you're talking about is like the relationship between the words and the ability to speak. Mm-hmm. But violence has been going on the whole time. 
and for much more much more so for some communities than others. Mm-hmm. So it's like beforehand, yes, I guess we could speak with a little more peace, but that's also because a lot of these things weren't even being talked about. Mm-hmm. Well, police, were, police brutality, a lot of that stuff right. wasn't talked about. Right? Yeah, 70s. it wasn't being talked about like open, it, in the community. It was happening, yeah. there, but not like it wasn't a part of like the zeitgeist until right. s- cell phones made right. it possible for everyone yes. to film what was happening right. because you didn't believe us. Yeah, <laughs> back then police were just policing. <laughs> You were like, mm, what word can I say right now <laughs> that would convey what I'm trying? Yeah, exactly. They were just, well, honestly, they were just policing. <laughs> yeah, like that's what everybody saw it. You yeah. know what I mean? They were yeah. just doing their job. Yeah. And so like now it's in conversation. I feel like those two things go hand in hand mm-hmm. because as we attack subjects that we weren't before, it's going to get more tense. Yeah. But it's definitely going in that direction of just tension, tension, tension. Yeah. Everywhere. Quickness. But we, it, but we have to, we have to learn how to, first of all, anticipate and acknowledge that tension is going to happen. It is okay to be tense. And it is also okay to continue having the conversation and doing everything you can to de-escalate the tension and continue having the conversation because it's worth it. Because if you go in, number one, not thinking you're mm. going to be tense. Yeah. And number two, feeling like being tense is not okay. Mm-hmm. That can, take you off into a trajectory where it's just an argument and it's a fight and it's a problem and then nothing gets resolved. Sure. Well, I think, you know what, what I would love to do when we come back to our, our next one is go to like the topic of people who have had more privileges mm-hmm. reacting to feeling boxed in, mm-hmm. you know, because everybody else is just kind of feeling like, well, yeah, welcome to the pressure. Right. Like, uh, you know, so like yeah. on the one hand that has to begin where, where people have to realize how much has been going on already mm-hmm. and stop being so surprised, um, <laughs> you know, by things that are not new. Whenever racist shit happens, white people who are kind of in the know are like, every white person I said was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. <laughs> and every every black person I talked to was like, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was the SNL sketch when, when Trump won, the week after Trump won, when yeah. it was like Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle being like... Why are you guys all... Why are you surprised? Why are you all upset? Like, I mean, we're not happy about it, but... <laughs> <laughs> we saw it coming. At least when you see it coming... I mean, it still hurts, but you know... Yeah. It's it's different when it's not a cannon to the side. It's a can- You're seeing it coming at you. So you right. can get out of the way if you can. She said that too. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I feel like this is a good place... <laughs> This to get out of the way. To get out of the way. And <laughs> this conversation. And the next time we get together in your apartment alone with mood lighting, <laughs> a white man who right. dates black women That's and a right. black woman who dates white men. Right. So obviously we're right. perfect for each other that because there's right. nothing else that matters. No, not at all. This is all about. This is just all about talking. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna go what, that you, way. Well, you know what the kids call talking these days. Talking well, means you know. Right. The, the kids talking. call it that. Adults don't at all. <laughs> Adults are yeah, listening know. to our podcast right now going, all right, they're going to fuck after this. <laughs> oh, look out for her OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I'm an only child. That word's a trigger for me also. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. You caused your parents' divorce by making them go to family therapy, and you're triggered by the word only. Well. Well, on that note, yeah, that was wonderful. You guys are wonderful for listening to us, and you know you don't exist yet. But they will in the future. They will. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. All that's right. right. For real. 
It's been real. It's been great. We'll see you guys. Ne- no, we won't see you. We won't see you. You'll hear us you'll next hear time us. on the next episode of uh, Have We Decided? Is it everything's fine? We haven't decided. We'll look it up. But I mean, so far, I think I like everything's fine. Everything's fine. Maybe next time we'll actually talk about what it means to be fine because I, yes, I feel like we're both fine. But like we our, brought it up last time a little bit, but we didn't talk about it this time. No, we didn't get to it. Develop it. We'll develop it. Yes, I was on CP time. It was a half an hour late. Ooh. You had <laughs> wow. you Mercury's in retrograde, so like your program got closing, <laughs> so I had to use my laptop as a whole thing. Right, right. But next time we'll talk about what it means to be fine. Because like, right. is everything fine? Like in the grand scheme of things, we're both breathing in your apartment. Right. And bombs are not being dropped on us. And we're just here on a Friday afternoon drinking beers and hanging out. I feel like most people would be like, yo, you have nothing to complain about. Well, that's true. But then you check our phone for the Amber Alerts. (laughs) And then, you know, there's a child being kidnapped, you know, (laughs) uh, 10 blocks away or something. You know what I mean? It's like we were talking about this as another sketch, just a comedy sketch, unfortunately, (laughs) of how to just process leaving the apartment sometime after reading those. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I totally see what you mean. Like we have, we have things. We, we have, have things. walls. We have home. We have shelter. We have food. We have privileges. Absolutely. And acknowledging your privilege, even though it's hard. Yeah. Acknowledging the privileges you have, it doesn't negate the things that stress you out or make you uncomfortable or that are hard. Sure. But the reality of your situation versus what could be happening, mm-hmm. we're doing okay. Yes. We're fine. We're fine. <laughs> we're fine as long Everything's as fine. As long as we have four walls and right. heat in the winter and mm-hmm. alcohol and food. Mm-hmm. We're fine. <laughs> we're fine. All right, everybody else, be fine too. Please be fine. Please be fine. <laughs> I beg of you, be fine, and also be fine. Be fine. No, be fine. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right. Next time. <laughs> And everything's fine. (laughs) All right.